Welcome to What's Good Under the Hood. Andy. All right, Andy, go oh, ahead. I have to wake Is up anybody home? <laughs> Not really. And here we go. It's What's Good Under the Hood with Greg Hood, owner of Mazda of Columbia. Right, right. I can never point in the right, right direction, here. right over Just there. Look at me. I'm right here. And right there, Rob Sanders, Fox Sports Radio 1400. My name is Andy. Let's get this show on the road. I hear that, I hear that, that Greg has has some animosity toward us well, I, individual well, today. And I tell you what, the, the interesting part about that is that uh, I, do we have the agreement that whatever we text each other, we're not really going to like put out in the open here? That's really not fair. Pretty but, much. The, uh, the text messages that I got about a clip that we're going to play here in just a moment. Dick, was Greg texting you? No, some? Normally, Greg is a happy soul. Yeah. Normally. He's, he's an American. He he uses his left and right turn indicators, and he tries to get you set up with an absolutely great car at Mazda of Columbia. Well, because my Mazdas all have blinker fluid, so they exactly. work correctly. <laughs> the blinker fluid. <laughs> right. But there is a, a gentleman that uh, put out some information that. Uh, Correction. He's no gentleman. I knew I was trying, I was Mr. Be, liar. I was trying to be polite, sir. Mr. Liar. Well, you can call him whatever you want, but uh, it is Dave Ramsey who does oh. a who does he a quakes fight. at Dave's oh, name. Did you see that? Guy. It's like it's like uh, it's like we we thumped him on his knee when he got it scraped or something. He's like, Ding. oh. I gotta tell you, there are very few things that will get me to lit up like listening to that moron. And wow, going with a moron yeah, tag already. Listen, I'm trying to be nice. My mother told me <laughs> if, if, you, if you don't have anything nice. nice to say, don't say anything at all. So I'm sticking with moron. Yeah. Well, basically, uh, Captain Moron, whatever you want to call him, put out a, a statement about leasing a car. He's put out multiple. This he, has been going has, on for 30 years. But this is some, I, I want to play you just a clip of it. And of course, this is from his YouTube channel that he puts out there for the world to see. Uh, and I'll play you this clip, and we'll get Greg's instant reaction out of it, all right? So we may we have go. to hose him off after because he's hot already. Stand by for this 60 so seconds. I've been told I'm hot. <laughs> <laughs> On a lease, it's not technically under the law a loan, so there's no disclosure as to what you're paying for the money. Interest okay. is what you pay for the money. Mm-hmm. In a lease, it's technically called cost of capital. But if you took a financial calculator, and you put in there the value of the car, the MSRP on the car, at the beginning of the lease, the residual value at the end of the lease, the payments in the meantime, you can back out what your effective interest rate is, your cost of capital is. It usually comes out around 14%. Okay. And, And so when you do the actual math on a lease, it is the most expensive way to operate an automobile. Okay. That's why it's bad. Okay. And you don't even own the automobile. Technically, you're renting it is what it amounts to, right? All right. Explain this to me. But first of all, what is a financial calculator? Is that Can we get that app on, on our phone? Yeah, you can do an amortization schedule. Or oh, fair enough. Okay. <clears throat> you know, there's loan calculators all over the place. But first of all, um, we had kind of sworn ourselves to not use the foul language, but that guy's so full of shit. <laughs> And I, I'm going to say it with emphasis. I can't even stomach this guy. So there's a couple things I'm going to go with. And the first thing is, is that I heard that whole spiel and in my show prep, you know, but I, what, what really lit me off is, is probably a year ago there I'm on a, on, it was on Facebook and there's Dave Ramsey and, and he was 
And I clicked on the thing and he was talking about leasing. And I thought, this guy has no clue what he's talking about. So I reached out to his company to say, hey, I would either do one of two things, debate him on his uh, knowledge of a lease or at least let me educate him. And I got back just a very generic, you know, get to the back of the line. Thank you for responding to the Dave Ramsey program. Thank you. It was exactly what it was. And, and you know, if you want to do this, you have to go through these channels. I'm like, okay, well, he's too stupid. And, and, and really I get it. It's all about the, the dollar. And the guy's made millions and millions of dollars off the backs of people, putting them through a life of misery. But excuse me, let's talk about leasing and what he's talking about. First of all, he has no way to state that all leases have an interest rate of 14.2%. There's a couple things that go on a lease. And let me back up real quick. In the opening statement with this man he was talking to, who's a 30-year-old guy, he and his wife made $120,000 a year. They had 25 grand to the bank. He, he shook that out of him. And the guy was asking, should I lease another car or should I buy a used car? And he said, absolutely, you don't lease. You're going to buy a new one or buy a used one. And he said, you know, you have uh, fifteen or $25,000 in the bank. Don't lease a car. Go spend $15,000 on a used car. So now he's only got ten grand left in the bank, but he owns a used car for cash that's unprotected. So let's talk about this. What the guy did say in the beginning of that um, the interview was he was looking at a car that had a lease payment of $200 a month with zero drive-off. All right. I'll take that. Explain well, explain the zero drive off. Meaning that he didn't have to come up with any money out of his pocket to hit the street with it. Right. So he pulls in, he gets a car, he pays $200 a month. That's it. That's it Fair for enough. 36 months. And here's what I, he didn't say 36 months, but this is what I'll tell you. That leasing now, years ago, 60 months, 66 months, we used to call them Route 66 in the, in the car business. You put them on a Wells Fargo 66-month lease. And yeah, we bloodied people up. I mean, that was that happened. We made a lot of money on those. But they're consumer leases now, and he's still living in 19-whatever he's living in. Um, he says nothing is disclosed, and he talks about a truth and lending box on a finance contract, and I just happened to bring He brought it. an exhibit. Look yeah, at look that, at that. Right? He's actually got a contract, ladies and gentlemen. If you're, so, listening, if you're listening on the podcast, by the way, you can't see it, but if you're watching on YouTube, that is an actual contract. This box, this area up in here is truth and lending, and it tells you everything you need to know about um, what you're paying for your money. Now I have dropped this one on the floor. This is a lease contract and it's pretty darn similar. It does not disclose the APR on the car, but it does disclose, disclose everything else. So where he's partially correct is that when you, what compromises, uh, or compromises, what comprises, is that the right word? Anyway, makes a lease is that you have what you're paying for the car, which is your capitalized cost what your residual is means what it's worth at the end of the term. And that's a set in stone number unless you drive excess miles. Well, we'll get into that. Conversation. Or if you damage it, right? Do they, does well, that... but you've got insurance for that. Okay. And and you can buy wear and tear on a car, um, which I don't, I think is a pretty good idea because you don't have to worry about dents, dings, scrapes, tires, brakes, whatever they take care of. It's all, it's all included. But at $200 a month, that guy's payment, he paid $7,200 for driving that car for three years. If he goes out and he spends $15,000 on a used car, if he wants to protect it, he's going to spend another couple grand on a warranty. So it becomes a $17,000 car, or he's only able to buy a $13,000 car. And as we've discussed in many podcasts, a $13,000 car has 120,000 miles on it. And I guarantee you this, in a period of the next three years, he's going to spend some money on his car. 
if he buys a brand new car, leases one, and he uses the term rent, it is a rent. But if if he buys a new car, leases a new car, what, what will happen then is he doesn't have any expenses because the car's under warranty the total time he owns it. Three-year, 36,000-mile warranty. So if he's got 12,000-mile year lease, he's covered. So his expenses on the car are driving it. And the other way, you you run the big risk of what goes wrong with the automobile while you've got a five, six, seven-year-old car at this point, maybe even eight-year-old car. You know, they're at the end of their useful cycle at some point uh, coming up at that time. So I promise you at the end of three years, that $15,000 car, you're going to need another one, right? So what are you going to pay? You're going to pay $15,000. The way I'm talking about it, at his two hundred dollars that he was talking about, it's $7,200 investment. So you're saving $7,800 in, in theory. In theory, mm-hmm. and you don't have the question mark of repair. So let's talk about APR. Him shooting his mouth off saying they're 14.2%. First of all, right now it's not so prevalent, but in the normal time when manufacturers want to move cars, they submit things like rate. Uh, they do it on a lease or they do it on a purchase. You might have 0% interest on a purchase. Well, they'll subvent the lease where they'll buy that rate down on the lease. So if you're money factor and you can ask a dealer what the money factor is and a subvented lease is not an area where a dealer can make a bunch of money. They, they don't mark them up. They have to sell it, do it for the deal that is presented to them. Um, you know, it, if it's 0. 0.00, Zero nine, you multiply that times 2,400, and that tells you it's probably 1.9% or some interest rate, I don't know, 2%. You're not paying a bunch of money. So, But what comprises a, that lease is that you've got your MSRP, you've got your residual, which is a percentage of that MSRP. You're going to make payments of the depreciation on the car. And the depreciation is the capitalized cost, what you paid for it, not the MSRP, and what the residual is. That's your payment. And then you pay interest on the total amount of the car because you're holding their money. Well, this is the most important thing that he doesn't say. Oh, you always buy a car. Well, not everybody could pay cash for a car. Hold on. I got one more clip of that. Let's. Th- this was probably, this kind of bugged me a little bit, this right. last clip. So check this out. And, and yet 78% of the new cars that leave the lot right now are leased because the car companies make more money on the lease than they do on a borrowed deal. And they make a lot more money than they do with a guy like me that pays cash for them and buys it at invoice. And I buy you typically right around invoice when I buy a car. And so that's the reason. It's just simply more expensive. That was a humble brag. Did you catch that? Yeah, a cash for I, I car think, like I do. Yeah, that, that, that just... That is the most un-American sounding thing on the planet to me. I mean, if you have the, the capability, you can do that. But he, the people that come to him are coming to him for the service of, look, I'm in debt. I don't want to be in debt. And he basically says, I buy all my cars with cash. What an arrogant ass. So he said 79%. Is that the number he used? Yeah, 79% yeah. of cars he, come out a, from, from the lease. That is a complete lie. Um, domestically, it's probably 36%. Uh, foreign cars, it's probably... Um, a little, a little closer to 45, well, 50% well, depends me, on your market. Let me ask you, because, uh, I, I mean, this is something that comes to my head. Where would he get that number and where do you get your number? Well, cause I'm the guy who's doing it. Fair enough. So there's the first one. 
And I've run multiple dealerships. He, he hit me with that one quick, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> because I own, because I'm a blanking Mazda dealer, Rob. That's why. Yeah, uh, you've already sent me that clip. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's it is what we do. But here, he may have pulled that from Michigan. And the way that works in Michigan is, is because if you remember when we talked about you going to another place like Indiana and all you saw was domestic vehicles, yeah, Chevys. That's right. Well, the reason why is because they have these incredible lease programs for factory employees and they've got all the plants and the suppliers and everybody up there. And like when I was working for Chrysler, we or, or um, you know, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we'd have a Ram pickup that we'd lease at three ninety nine. An employee up in Detroit could lease it for 200 bucks a month, the same thing. So because they really subvented, I mean, there were zero interest and the residuals were high and they did two year leases and they wanted to keep their employees in their cars and it wasn't a bad thing to do. So is lease penetration high in Detroit? Yeah, but it's not everywhere else. It's high in, in Florida, but maybe 50%, maybe. Why so, in Florida? Why in Florida? Uh, because part of it is uh, <laughs> the dealer groups, they're just areas are more conditioned to certain things. Like I think in, I don't know if it's still true, but, um, you know, Toyota's kind of the number one import uh, out there. And But in some place in Arizona, maybe it was Phoenix, it might have been Arizona in general, Nissan was the number one car. I have no, re, you know, it's probably just a stronger dealer body. Okay. So the the win for a dealer, and when he and the most repulsive part is he says the factory makes so much more money on a lease. No, they don't. There's an MSRP and there's a capitalized cost. The capitalized cost is what you sell the car for. As a matter of fact, uh, leasing overall, we have a lower per vehicle average. Um, and the reason why is because we don't. Um, offer as many or have as many, we call them back-end products, finance department products that we offer customers that they buy. And so you're limited on some of those. I mean, leases have gap built into them, so you don't need to purchase that. And so there's a lot of advantages to doing it. And if customers, listen, the best thing they could have ever done is change the name. Because in the old days, yeah, leasing was open-ended. So they tell you residual is 10 grand. You came back in the dealer and says, oh, you owe us four grand because it's only worth six. Wait a minute, what's that mean? Well, everything is closed down now. This contract that I have here, you know, it's got more language in it that'll protect the consumer than you can shake a stick at because it's a consumer lease. So he is just so far off the mark and he's making this comment that it's 14% interest. It's not. As a matter of fact, I don't think any standard rate, I'd be love somebody to put a comment in the bottom that's listening, find me your standard rate at your dealership if you happen to work at one that is anywhere near 14%. If I had to guess, it's probably... <coughs> at the worst rate you could possibly get if you did a standard lease, it's probably 7%. That's at the worst. So he's not even in the ballpark. The guy's just nuts. But to say that we make more money, listen, the reason I like leasing customers is because I get to see them in two or three years. Does that make me more money? Yeah. If my if every, if every they're servicing their car there, if they're a loyal customer, we talked about that last week, yeah. you know, it, it keeps, it perpetuates that ball rolling. <laughs> But more importantly, and it, and it generates a used car for my used car lot. So in the end, do I make more money? Maybe, but I'm not making it on a per transaction basis. And this moron, I'm going to point something out to you. It's crazy. And this is a, something that I've observed. We generally, our PVR generally is on the front end of the deal. Profit on the car is generally higher on a cash deal. You know why? Because that's the only thing we're negotiating. So if, if I'm only negotiating cash, I've got one thing to talk about. 
you know, if I can sell you a car and lose a hundred dollars on the car, if I sold it, but yet I can send it to a bank and the bank pays me a flat of $500. Now I'm ahead of the game, right? Right. So if in fact, that's the case, I'm in a winning situation at that point, if they buy a service contract from me, okay, I may make 800 bucks on the service contract. I don't know. I don't know what they cost. I mean, what my each car is different. I make my 500, may make 800, whatever. I'm, I can make some money. Then there's nothing wrong with me making money, but I don't have a problem with losing money in the front to make a little bit in the back. So we're in the profit position. So that's where he's just absolutely foolish because he has no concept of how this whole thing works. And more importantly, and you and I were talking about this earlier. Right. So I have a car. I have a personal car. I don't need a personal car, but I have one. I like it. Sports car. Top goes down. It's kind of nice. Won't talk about what it is, but I financed it. I can write a check for the car. But if I'm borrowing money at 2% on a 2014 vehicle, why wouldn't I? I'm, I don't keep cars that long anyway. If I have in this thing, I've had 11 months. And that's longer than most cars I keep. But the point is, and then I looked at the value of it. Hell, it's gone up in value 10 grand. So it may be leaving the stable here very soon. But the, the, the point is, if, if I am keeping my cash in my pocket and I'm borrowing money at 2%, You can why? make more by investing it than 2%. But let's don't even say I invested. I just don't have all that money tied up. Here's the key. I don't have any risk because as uh, Rob and I were talking about, if the world, if I financed the car and the world came apart tomorrow, all of a sudden my car's worth twenty five dollars or $30,000 less than it is today, I got a problem. That's my cash. It's gone. The way it is currently, it's the bank's problem. It's their risk they put in there. Now, I still got my cash. I just happen to borrow it from them at 2%. And I'm not saying I'm going to give back my car, but I'm saying if the world came apart, um, I actually have money. So I don't know that his advice is really that good. And I don't, I don't want to live my life that way either. How does he get away with being accurate as he is? You know what? Because there are those disciples. I mean, it makes, I guess, for good TV or good radio or good whatever he's doing. You know, it's the same old crap over and over again, regurgitated. And and he's making a lot of money off of it, off the backs of spinning yarns. And we've seen that in a lot of things that are going on today. So. Yes, we are. Well, I, I, I am a little agitated. <laughs> well, you are. I am. Your face is red. <laughs> I'm wondering if uh, if Andy gave you bad bad coffee or something. Normally, Andy gives you. No, he's drinking coffee. the vanilla mocha it's, thing. Maybe today. it's because it's gone. I don't know, but man, I know. I'm serious. The guy just fires me up because everything comes out of his mouth is smoke. And more importantly, I guess this is the long and short of it. Yeah, I'm. I think it's a good idea to pay your house off. Nothing wrong with that. And I certainly agree with him about revolving credit. You know, I have a lot of credit card availability to me and I don't have anything on it and I'm not going to, that's for an emergency. Um, I don't, I don't put stuff on a credit card or if I earn points and I just pay it off before the statement comes, that's my deal. I'm blessed. I can do that. But my point is, you know, for, if you're making $60,000 a year, like this guy over here who wants a Land Rover, 55,000, what's his name, Michael? <laughs> in the studio here. The stern man. Yeah, that guy, yeah. Mr. Irritation. If you're making yeah. $55,000 a year, no, you don't run up 50 grand in credit card debt. You just don't do it. And so he's he's 100% correct about that. But it really, to me, it's like he's making people live in misery and he's making money off the back of that. He has 938,000 followers on Twitter, about 900 and probably felt like what maybe a hundred more than Andy Woods has. Of course you should <laughs> you should follow Andy. What is it? It's uh at Andy Woods online. Online. There you go. But he only follows 51 people, which is kind of interesting too. 
It's like, yeah, you're not going to follow anybody else. You want to live in that echo chamber. Oh, he's the man. You know, yeah. Susie Ortman was the same way. Yeah. What happened to her? She did something stupid. Who's this? Susie Ortman was her name, I think. What does she do? Um, she'll probably be filling in now for Whoopi Goldberg. Who knows? But, <laughs> but, but, and well, that woman stepped in it. Well, again. did she not? Yeah. Oh my gosh! You do an entire show on that, and then she, and then she went on the late night show she and made it even down. worse. Yeah, she just she's suspended now. I saw that today. Yeah, she is. Um, but yeah, Susie Ortman did something that was, um, I think, I don't want to misquote. I think unethical. I think there was something wrong, and she kind of evaporated. But she was kind of the other. Dave, yeah, she would tell you if you if you should or shouldn't. Dave Ramsey's net net uh, worth is forty seven. Four hundred and seventy-five million dollars is four hundred and seventy-five million. Uh huh. Well, who do you think gave him that money? Four hundred and seventy-five million dollars. No, no wonder he buys cars for cash. Jeez. Well, he's telling everybody. Well, because he, you know, he, the nope. common common millionaire. Is Wait a minute. Hold on. About. That was incorrect. Uh, Fifty-five million. That's still a chunk of change. Still a lot of money. Yeah. So Susie Orman, Orman. is Orman. Go. Introduced the approved prepaid debit card backed by Bancor. The card generated a deal of controversy for its hidden fees and false promise of contributing to a FICO score. Cardholders were charged $3 monthly fee as well as fees for check writing and customer service calls. Think about that for a second. Mm. I give you a pre-approved debit card, and every time you use it, we're going to charge you $3. Get the hell out of here with all that. Who the hell would follow that? Well, they're going after subprime people. The people, same people that uh, fall for the other lending scams and title like the, loans like and all the other stuff. Paycheck advance. Yeah. She's also received criticism for making misleading statements relating to her credentials and achievements, notably her teaching at the controversial for-profit University of Phoenix. Well, let's say this, then University of Phoenix, that's an online, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But let's say this, Dave Ramsey did too, because he did state in the, I think it was in the one you were playing that he had studied this for 30 years, leasing for 30 years. If you've studied leasing for 30 years, you think you would know it by now. I mean, he's worth 55 million and I'm not. So, um, but he's, like I said, he's getting off that off the backs of other people. And it's sad when they give bad advice, good financial advice is if you can have a drive a brand new car for 200 bucks a month, that's a win. Yeah. There you go. Or, or is it all out now? Greg, um, you got all better? Dave Ramsey. Well, we've still got another podcast. To yes, do, we so, do. <laughs> so I've still got time. We're in good shape. Let it rip, Andy. Rob Sanders from Fox Sports Radio 1400. Greg Hood, owner of Mazda of Columbia. Angry owner of Angry Mazda of Columbia. And my name's Andy. Thanks for joining us. If you don't already, please subscribe, like, and share the show. We're on YouTube. And, and make a comment good. down in the bottom, too, if you're on YouTube. What's good under the hood? Yep. 